This is Bitcoin Basics Podcast with your host Ferris, that's me, and Gordon from Coin Compass. We're Bitcoin advisors and educators supporting business and individual investors to safely buy, manage, and control their private keys, Bitcoins. This podcast is strictly educational and is not intended to be financial or investment advice. Full disclaimer in the show notes and at the end of this episode. And yeah, welcome everyone to another Coin Compass Bitcoin Basics podcast where we'll be looking at the uh, Bitcoin itself and just some markets as well. Um, we're obviously in some uncharted territories is a very underestimated um, way of putting it. But um, yeah, we just want to see what's happening in the world. All right, so just as a reminder, what we do at Coin Compass is we don't actually um, endorse trading. What we do is we teach people how to safely buy and manage their Bitcoins, their private keys. So that's the premise of what we do. Uh, we've just had a lot of demand for people with everything going on in the world, everything happening with parts of Bitcoin, just to give everyone a bit of a heads up. So remember, that's what we're here. We're here to teach you how to hold your Bitcoin long term and not trade day in and day out. So I am in New Zealand and we are at level four. So we are in self-isolation um, as of tomorrow. Um, basically means very limited contact. From what I just heard, you're allowed to have one buddy, apparently. So um, yeah, I guess I'll just uh, take in the applications for everyone wants to be my buddy at this point. Uh, but let's have a look at the NASDAQ. The reason I like starting with the NASDAQ is because that's the one that has actually experienced um, huge um, exponential growth lately. And we're looking now, we have seen, this is on a weekly chart that we're seeing. Um, this is essentially a huge correction that we've got on the weekly chart, um, down over 30%. So at this point, you would expect a bounce simply because it's overextended. Um, why would you expect a bounce? Are things getting better? No, no things are not getting better, but people who shorted uh, need to cover their shorts. And that means the way you cover your shorts is you have to buy. And then by buying back, the price goes up. And then more and more people cover their shorts. And there's a saying in markets that gaps get filled. And if you look here, so what a gap is, and you don't experience this in Bitcoin, because Bitcoin trades every minute of every day, is this was a weekend. Um, where over the weekend we had the um, Italy get hit hard with the coronavirus and then the markets and NASDAQ opened lower than it traded. And that was a, um, a decent um, gap down. So in the markets, they say gaps get filled. Um, if I move to a daily chart, we can actually see some gaps that haven't filled since. So this is a classic example here. So we closed on 11th of March below 8,000. We then opened the next day, we opened down here, 800 points lower on the NASDAQ. But so that gap was originally from there to there. And the next day that gap filled, and then we went lower the day after that. So they say gaps get filled. So we've got a huge gap here. That doesn't mean it necessarily has to get filled anytime soon. That could take a decade to get filled. It could take you know, 10 days, um, even less. We don't know. Um, but that's just something worth paying attention to. 
So yeah, we would expect a bounce in the NASDAQ just because it's just so oversold at the moment. The DAX, so the DAX we've been keeping an eye on. So this is um, the German index. And that was, as far as we're concerned, more of the canary than anything because that got hit hard. So the Euro went down and normally if the Euro goes down, you'd expect companies in Germany especially to see some heavy buying. Um, that wasn't the case. We just saw an even worse sell-off. Um, that's a weekly chart that we're looking at. So if we zoom out, so we hit this key level here at um, just above 8,000. And when I say key levels, I explain why. And we've been here before. So I'll just zoom in here on, this is 2015. So 2015, we see it's a long wick. That means there's a lot of buying pressure on that day. And it hit a, a, a medium, long-term bottom actually there. It didn't revisit that level until now. So that is four years later until we revisited that level. So that, people who bought there saw this market go up, go up, go up, panicked, and got out at break even. So that's why you would have expected a bounce here. Now, this gap potentially here between 11.6 and 1100 flat out, you'd expect that to close. Um, I'm not going to tell you what's going to do after that. No one knows. Um, but right now, these are not patterns that we're seeing. These are not trends. I'll talk about that a bit more later. So after the DAX, let's look at Shanghai. So Shanghai, very, very difficult to trade. It's normally incredibly volatile. I am surprised it's not as volatile as it is. Um, on, I think on a longer term macroeconomic level, people are looking to China one belt, one road. It's just a really good long term play. Um, I've done some research into this, and if anything, I believe it's the peripheral countries that will benefit from this uh, Vietnam, Iran. Um, Kuala Lumpur, um, Asia, sorry. I think they'll be very well out of this. Um, I don't think somebody as beneficial to China would be beneficial to people they're training with. But I suppose what you've hit, had here is since 2016, you've just had this churning where it's just gone absolutely nowhere. So I think people maybe just are exhausted with it. And here is probably replicating what we're seeing in the NASDAQ. This is 2014, where, I mean, that even looks like the trajectory of Bitcoin. And I remember this, and I just thought that's just frightening how fast that went up. And I was just starting to get into trading at that point. And I didn't get in on that. You know, even as a novice trader, you look at it and you go, anything that goes up that fast has to come down just as fast. So when you compare that, huge advanced, just as fast a decline to sideways for no reason, it's basically just ran out of stamina. So you run for a sprint and then you collapse. And that's what this was back here. The market just went on a sprint and then it collapsed. But what we're seeing now is just jogging at a steady pace. So even though big news happens, well, you still got a lot of um, heart, you know, stamina left in you. So yeah, no trends yet in the, um, Shanghai stock market. So bonds are very interesting. So I actually posted on TradingView a long time ago, we're at key level for bonds. And we broke through, we've just seen this huge trend go down. I would not be trading this level. I mean, the thing about bonds is right now you can hold them and you can buy yields. 
So if you look long bonds, expecting yields to basically stay as they are, go down. So that's a video bonds. Even if you, know, you can be, you've got a 66% chance of making money. If it goes sideways, you make money by owning them, owning the yield. Um, if it goes up, you own them, you make money. Um, if it, you only lose if you go down. So we hit a key level here. Um, so we can see here we bounced at just under 2%. Came down really hard to under 1%, and then we came back and touched that key level, and we're down again. So that tells me that the 2% yield is a very strong line of support. So if your stop is above that 2% and you're holding bonds, you'll make money off the yield. That's how that theory works. So let's look at what we call a safe haven asset. So gold, in our last, um, Video, we did say well, I was expecting a bounce in gold. I was getting a bit nervous with that call, to be honest. Um, and what we'll talk about the catalyst later at the Neil Kashkari interview, we talked about unlimited um, dollars. So, as we saw here, um, really nice bounce in gold. So, uh, we've broken we, the 1450 level was very strong floor. If it broke through that, we're heading much, much lower. Um, anyone who follows Bitcoin, you might be familiar with Tone Vase. He has um, the, what I call the Tone Vase Indicator, which looks for reversal points and trends. Um, so I'm just bringing that up now. And he's, it's a 13 point indicator, but we're looking here, this is an awesome reversal. So you see, he looks at the nines. When it gets to a nine, that is an exhaustion point or a reversal point. We had a beautiful, just dead hit nine, um, eight exhaustion point nine actually turned into a buying one so now we are looking at a buying trigger for gold um, if it closes this candle above uh, 1551 if we close above that you are looking at a buying signal for gold will that where will that go um, potentially revisit all um, these 1700s so that's on a daily chart and that is a call I'm comfortable that I'll put my money on is yeah buying for gold buying gold at these levels so the next one I want to look at is um, the US dollar and Japanese yen. And this saw a huge wick. Like the US dollar just broke through 105. And 105 was a very key level for a long time on this cross. So we can see here, bounce there, bounce there, bounce there. And just went straight through, but came right back up. So what I'm seeing here is I think that was, you'll see this in markets where um, they deliberately take out shorts so if, or stop losses. So if you had a stop loss down in here, that stop loss was taken out. And had you stayed been in, you'd be making money. So a lot of these algorithms will deliberately take out stops. And it's basically just a reverse bungee jump. Something else. I'm probably stretching a little bit here. I only like trend lines if they're long-term trend lines. So this here, going back to 2017, this is a three-year trend line. So this is something I would pay attention to. And so you've got the trend line here and you've got the floor here. So that is a triangle that we've got forming here. So to me, this tells me if the US dollar breaks and closes above 112, 
we are looking at potentially revisiting 124. So it's a 10% move potentially on the US dollar against the Japanese yen. On a fundamental level, I am surprised the Japanese yen has stayed um, where it is. You'd think the Bank of Japan who basically invented quantitative easing um, and were the ones that started manipulating a currency. Um, yeah, you, you think it'd be very uncomfortable having it in this range. So if we look at the Japanese yen, yen breaking above 112, I'm expecting at least to revisit 125 and potentially all-time highs. Um, but we will talk about the dollar a bit more. Uh, so Euro US, so yeah, huge just sell off in the Euro, strong dollar, weak Euro. You'd expect the bounce here again, just because um, people do need to take their profits um, if they came in. So. This is actually pretty tricky to read when my key levels are here, just because anything that moves that fast. Uh, so with this, the way I would play this is, you know, you'd look at a bounce and I would probably only re-enter short a break below 107. Um, look at Tone's indicator here, it might come in quite handy actually. So on a daily chart, Euro US, Yeah, look at this. So bottom up, bottom one of nine. So potentially on this, what we're looking at tones indicator is we are looking at going sideways for four candles after this nine is formed or up for four candles. If it goes down, that's a signal to go short again. So four days from now, we'll see what happens with the euro against the US dollar. Um, all right, Bitcoin. Now, I have been hoping that Bitcoin will trend sideways so that you can basically pick up as many Bitcoins as you can at very cheap levels. Um, I'm looking at this and I'm feeling pretty bullish actually about this. Um, today we'll tell if we can close above this indecision candle, this doji candle here, where buyers and sellers were undecided. If we close above 7,200, I'm, I'd be pretty bullish for Bitcoin. Um, yeah, that's to me, tells me that that 4,000 was a new bottom. And yeah, from a naked chart, which I prefer, that is a bullish sign for me if we close above this wick right here. I see there's a lot of selling right here. If we close above that so soon, I would look at, I'd be bullish. We did talk about this in our last video that this move here we thought was pretty quick. We did need to see a good retracement of this sell-off. But right here, I mean, this is looking bullish. So if we look at this count, if we get twin nine and reverse, then yes, we are getting lower. So two days from now will be a very good indicator for Bitcoin. I mean, and look at that nine. This is one of two invasions indicators. Look at that perfect nine up there. That was the top. 10,400. So again, it, it triggered the bottom here as well. So it can be very reliable, this indicator. All right, are we in the eye of the storm? So we've had these huge sell-offs in markets. Um, globally, a lot of countries are moving to um, basically lockdown stage in where you're not allowed to leave. So this will affect businesses. Um, 
So we could be in that place now where four weeks from now, this COVID virus could disappear. Or we could be looking at something far, far worse. We just don't know at this stage. Um, countries like Korea have done, South Korea have done very well to hold it. Italy had just been decimated by it. So we could go either way, we could go in the middle. Um, it's very, very hard to tell what people are preparing for. Um, we are, this is a once in a generation, once in a hundred years event. So look, I'm not trading. Um, I, yeah, I like to wait for trends. Right now we are looking at, um, are we in the indices gonna bounce like we did before? And the main thing that would cause that a bounce is what happened in the past is quantitative easing. Governments have announced unlimited quantitative easing. They did that in the past. Um, just look at Brexit and look how quickly that turned around. Um, two days later, we're back to all-time highs. Um, or not all-time time highs, but recovered the losses. So Neil Kashkari, one of the um, Federal Reserve presidents, basically announced, don't worry, we can print unlimited dollars. So people in the Bitcoin community love this idea, saying, well, if you can print as many dollars as you like, Bitcoin is finite in supply. The gold community said that as well. So you can't print unlimited gold. You can't mine unlimited gold. So that is obvious. Now it's obvious for people in the know. Um, people who know that, yep, this is gonna blow up. Keep in mind that the smartest people in the room don't have access to unlimited dollars. Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, these guys who trade on behalf of the government have access to unlimited dollars. Um, there are people, who, very intelligent people, the smartest people in the world who started shorting the stock market in 2005, some even earlier than that. Their hedge funds closed down. Why? Because it is very expensive to maintain that position. So you bleed, you bleed the cut of a, uh, sorry, you bleed the death of a thousand cuts because you're losing everything, you're losing money every day, knowing that you're right. But as the saying goes, the market will, will remain irrational longer than you can remain solvent. Um, I know people have been shorting equities since 2009. And if you want a more recent example, just look at Tesla. Tesla was the most shorted stock in the world. And people were shorting this thing at $200. And look what it did. I mean, in just... Um, Two months we went from four hundred dollars to almost a thousand that was a short squeeze people that were short had to buy to get out and it was the most shorted stock so this is an excellent example of crowding the boat too many people on one side of the boat the boat flips over so and this is a thing like at a thousand no one would guess that it tells a thousand dollars that was just purely a short squeeze so and now I mean, yeah, this actually to me looks like a set for sure. You break $400 on Tesla, that's, you know, you, that's a short to me. So, yeah, um, and I don't think those guys that shorted it there would be, be very quick to get back in. They've been burned. So this is why wait for a trend. Don't try and be smart. I tried to be smart and I lost a lot of money. When I followed my system, when I waited for a trend, I managed to make a living. Um, as soon as I stopped doing that and I followed the smart guys in the room and I did what they said because they're really smart, I lost money. Follow people like Peter Brent. He's the one who's managed to maintain his sanity this whole time. So 
where are we? Well, we are, I think, in the eye of the storm. Uh, next two or three weeks. Uh, yeah, I'm expecting just some gaps to be filled, some sideways movements. Bitcoin and gold are the two ones I'll be keeping an eye on. They're the cleanest looking charts. So with Bitcoin, two days from now will be a big tell sign. Same with gold. Today's actually a very important day for gold. So that's where we are. And um, yeah, please just remember that, that don't trade. You just maintain your sanity watching it from the distance. All these gray hairs went from um, late night trading. So look after yourselves, everyone. Thanks for watching or listening. Please visit coincompass.com free to register to our socials and discover other free content. Subscribing, liking, and following helps this content remain ad-free. Until next time.